You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. It feels like we've got some momentum going here. And in the case of the economy, sometimes momentum, forward momentum, equals inflation. And I think that's what we've been taught. I know that's what we've been talking about for the last little bit. If you missed our last podcast with Ryan and I kind of having a discussion about this, I would say go back and listen to the last one, or you can catch it on YouTube, uh, where we actually recorded a video version of the podcast. But we're still talking inflation. And today we're taking a peek at peak inflation. Get it? We're taking a look at what could be the top of inflation. Because after an upside inflation surprise in October, it's pretty clear that peak inflation might still be ahead, possibly even pushing into 2022. So while the Federal Reserve maintains its position that elevated inflation will be transitory or temporary, we still haven't seen much progress on that front. Uh, we look Today, we're going to look at five signs to watch for over the next several months that could signal that inflation might be near or at its peak. The October reading for the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, which is the most widely known measure of inflation, came in with an upside surprise versus expectations on top of already elevated inflation concerns. The headline number came in at 0.9% for the month and 6.2% for the year, which is actually the highest reading since November 1990. The core reading, which excludes food and energy prices, rose 0.6% for the month and 4.6% for the year, the highest since August of 1991. Elevated inflation really continues to be largely driven by pandemic-related dynamics, primarily supply chain challenges and tight labor markets, combined with high demand as the global economy begins to bounce back. The COVID-19 Delta variant has deepened some of those problems in unexpected ways. Although we, you know, we've talked about in the past in the early days of the surge that further supply chain disruptions were likely. Calling inflation, quote, transitory still hasn't really captured all these inflation dynamics very well. Elevated inflation will last as long as supply chain bottlenecks and hiring challenges remain in place. As those dynamics begin to subside, though, we expect inflation to return to something close to its historical average, but that's probably more of a 2023 conversation. But market participants don't really need to wait until CPI is back at or around or maybe even under 3% to feel some sort of sense of relief here. It could be enough to know just that we're past the peak, something that might not actually happen until 2022. In fact, since markets are forward-looking, it may be enough to have a peak at the peak uh, or a, uh, a quick look at the top uh, and have signs of that. And so here are five signs to watch for peak inflation that may not be immediately at hand, but could be ahead in the near future. The first one has to do with supply chains. Current inflationary pr pressure is primarily about supply chain disruptions, as I mentioned, and the inability to get product to market, whether that's because of labor costs or material shortages, whatever. The inability to maintain needed inventory or, or having lo logistical disruptions is, is really an important factor here. 
Supply chains will heal over time. Businesses have a strong have a strong profit incentive to address supply chain challenges, and there are other structural constraints on how quickly progress takes place that businesses can't control. But you have seen, you know, instead of shipping, air freight uh, taking over, um, and, and other workarounds that we've seen businesses take. Uh, to take one high-profile anecdotal example of supply, supply chain disruptions and the impact of structural problems, there are currently over 100 container ships waiting to offload or unload off the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. I'm sure you've heard about these. Before the pandemic, the worst backup was under 20. But the needed equipment, space, workers to accelerate progress simply hasn't been available on demand. So our best peak at how supply chains are doing, maybe the purchasing managers index or the PMI readings. Supply chain related readings from the Institute of Supply Management October release has shown some improvements in places, but the disruptions remain really elevated. The reading on order backlogs peaked in May, but at 63.6, it remains well above its long-term median of just above 50. Above 50 indicates higher backlogs from the previous month. So likewise, supplier deliveries also peaked in May, but have moved higher in the last two months and was at a very elevated 75.6 in October. And, and in that case, readings in the mid to low 50s for both of these indexes would probably need to be, we need that to indicate that we're on the cusp of significant improvement to supply chain problems. The second item here is housing and rent. Shelter excluding energy costs, essentially housing costs and rents, make up about a third of CPI and just over 40% of core CPI, remember, which is that excluding food and energy. Costs for housing have picked up on a year-over-year basis, but unlike some measures of inflation, it hasn't yet hit that high dating back to the 1990s. In fact, current one-year housing inflation at 3.5% is actually lower than the 2019 peak. Nevertheless, though, housing costs have jumped in the last three months, and housing inflation is a real concern both because it represents a high proportion of consumer spending and because it, it tends to be relatively sticky. Base effects, so rolling low numbers off of the one-year reading, will probably help push annual shelter inflation higher until April 2022. So looking at monthly numbers is going to be important here. Consecutive monthly readings near 0.3% would be a good sign that housing costs have stabilized, but even at that level, the year-over-year number could continue to climb in the first several months of 2022. Let's move on to number three, which is market-implied inflation. So break-even inflation rates, which are the difference between nominal treasury yields, which is the number we usually hear about, and the yield for treasury inflation-protected securities, or TIPS, those can, that can provide important information about inflation expectations. So the break-even inflation rate is the forward-looking reading of inflation at which tips would outperform similar maturity nominal treasuries if inflation were to run higher. I know this is getting detailed, but kind of the devil's in the details on this one. And because investors are willing to pay extra for a hedge against inflation. So the break-even rate tends to run higher than what true expectations might actually be. So in this case, the two-year break-even began to climb in early October 2021 after holding roughly steady since early February, and it currently sits around 3.3%. And the Bloomberg surveyed economist consensus for average inflation in 2022 and 2023 is 2.8%. Since near since higher near-term inflation expectations will roll off as we begin to approach the peak, a return of the two-year break-even around two and three quarters would probably indicate that we've passed that peak and a decline below 3% could, 
could be an early signal that the peak is coming. Let's move on to the next one, which is energy and commodity prices. Even though energy prices are volatile compared to overall price levels, for the most for most people, prices at the pump shape their perception of inflation more than almost anything else. And oil prices, which is actually West Texas Intermediate or WTI, have been climbing since October of 2020 and now sit above $80 per barrel compared to a level that generally hovered closer to $60 for much of 2019. Global copper prices started climbing even earlier, beginning their advance in May of 2020. So both oil and copper prices can stay elevated for some time, and it's not as easy to target a particular signal than inflation from those that inflation might be settling down. Copper has already shown some stabilization since peaking in May, and while base effects will be in play until around 20, April 2022, stability in current levels until the end of the year or any sharp decline would be a good signal that inflation may soon peak. Uh, the picture on oil, though, isn't quite as clear. Oil maintained a range above current levels from 2011 to 2014, but CPI was still running under 2% for much of that period. If oil were to hover near $80 per barrel into early 2022 with no significant advance, it would actually be a positive sign that inflation might be peaking, but we wouldn't take it as a negative sign if it actually pressed a little bit higher from here. Let's tackle the last one here, which is consumer sentiment. Uh, and really, influenced by prices at the pump, consumer inflation expectations have skyrocketed. And that could be true for you as well as you listen to this. It's not the best in predictor of inflation because inflation expectations can have an effect on actual inflation and is monitored by the Fed. Uh, the conference board survey of consumer inflation expectation 12 months from now actually climbed to 7% in October. The New York Federal Reserve Bank's consumer survey has also seen expectations spike, but to a more moderate, but still kind of elevated six, a little bit more than six and a half percent in October. Both of these numbers, though, are well outside norms. For consumer expectations, just seeing the numbers begin to settle down could be enough to signal that we're potentially at the peak. The conference board survey has a longer history and typically spikes in expectations have been short-lived. Current expectations have been over 6% for the last 11 months, and with the most recent reading actually being the highest. Expectations moving back below 6% would actually be an important signal that we could be near or even at the peak. So let's summarize some of this and actually put it in understandable terms. I think for investors, for market participants, the main inflation takeaway here is how it might influence the Fed's timeline for starting rate hikes. When evaluating that, we think it's important to factor in the Fed's understanding of how a rate hike would impact the kind of inflation that we're dealing with. A rate hike usually helps to control inflation by slowing demand when an economy is overheating, but it can't help ships unload containers more quickly or actually address all of the order backlogs that we have. We still need the, to, we'll still see the first rate hike likely coming in early 2023, maybe late 2022, especially if there are strong signals that inflation has peaked. But if rising housing costs and consumer expectations make higher inflation stickier, we could actually see the first rate hike pulled further into 2022, maybe even over the summer. So whichever way it goes, we've covered some sim some key signals to watch out for. I think from an investor's perspective, though, 
I get asked a lot, what is inflation going to do to our investments? Well, inflation is not going to be the thing that affects your investments. It's going to be the interest rates that affects your investments. So if you have questions about interest rates, inflation, and what to do about those things in your portfolio, I'd say give us a call. You can email us at info at FordFG. You can find us on the web at FordFG.com. And we can talk about maybe how inflation and interest rates fit into how your portfolio is constructed now. I'll leave it right there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for the next one. I look forward to talking to you then. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.